Jonathan, and welcome to the final episode of Christmas in July on Every Version Ever. Today I'm joined once more by my cousin Shayna, and we're doing a nostalgic blast from the past, even though neither of us grew up with this version, the Care Bears Nutcracker Suite. Shayna loves all things 80s, so when I discovered there was a Care Bears Nutcracker, I knew I had to do this one with her. Plus, that gives me a chance to do something I thought would be a fun idea for a while, a two-part episode bridging the gap between one story and the next. So this week we're closing out our Nutcracker series with the Care Bear Nutcracker Suite, and next week we're going back to Alice in Wonderland with the Care Bears Adventures in Wonderland. I've had a lot of fun doing these Nutcracker adaptations, so I could potentially do this again for a future Christmas in July, but until then we're talking one last version, the Care Bears Nutcracker Suite with my cousin Shayna. Did you grow up with Care Bears? Not really, just a little bit here and there. Maybe we watched something as kids together at some point, but I could be wrong. I don't think I was allowed to watch Care Bears. So. I don't think I was either. <laughs> so that I guess for both of us then it wasn't really a childhood thing per se. It was just not really something that we were like, "Hey, what's this like now <laughs> that we're adults?" <laughs> So how familiar are you with The Nutcracker? I watched the one with um, Macaulay Culkin in it when I was a little girl. I haven't gotten to that one yet. I don't have a lot of memories of it. It's been so long ago, I would have to rewatch it. But yeah, lots of ballet for sure. (laughs) It was pretty good. Like I said, I'd have to watch it again. Yeah, I haven't. For as many Nutcracker versions as I have watched so far, barely any of them have actually been the ballet. <laughs> They've oh, wow. been either based on the book or something that somebody just made up. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been happening quite a lot. It definitely happened in this one. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is this was interesting. The story was told by a teacher to her class and they were like talking about oh the story like they actually name dropped the author and everything like E.T.A. Hoffman's The Nutcracker and the Mouse King mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of different like nobody ever mentions the book like everybody always thinks of The Nutcracker as the ballet yeah that's when she referenced Tchaikovsky's ballet yeah she's telling the kids that that's only one version so then they want to know her favorite version which is apparently the Care Bears version Yes. <laughs> so this actually, I thought it was kind of interesting because I was looking into like the history of this special. This was the last Care Bears thing that Nelvana did, or Nelvana. That's the. It's a Canadian animation company, and they they did the Care Bears TV show. They did a lot of things that we watched as kids. Like there was a lot of PBS stuff by Nelvana. I think the the big comfy couch might have been. A Nelvana production. That makes sense because that was very much a Canadian show. Yeah, and there was a lot of Canadian stuff on PBS Kids. We watched a lot of PBS. Definitely. We didn't have cable, so we were PBS Kids. (laughs) 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 But apparently this was originally supposed to be like a full-length feature film, but the previous full-length feature film 
the version of Alice in Wonderland. Apparently it bombed so badly <laughs> that they canceled this as a film and made it just a TV special. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> I saved a few of the original reviews because I just thought it was kind of funny. This did not get that didn't get very good reviews when it was first released. On its original airing, Associated Press writer Catherine Baker deemed the Nutcracker special strictly for those who prefer jelly beans to Christmas dinner. <laughs> well, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> so I looked up a bunch of the people who played in this, and most of them were people who did a ton of stuff, specifically like Canadian animation in the 80s, so sure. I didn't really recognize a whole lot of them. But I made note of a couple. Tracy Moore, who played Baby Hugs. Okay. Like, her biggest role apparently was in the animated Mario series. She okay. was Princess Toadstool, who was Princess Peach. And she was the singing voice of Strawberry Shortcake oh, in Strawberry Shortcake's Berry Bitty Adventures. Hmm. But her biggest role apparently was she was the original English voice of Sailor Moon. Wow. And then Anna was actually played by Tara Strong, who was like a huge name in animation. A lot of stuff that I grew up with. New Batman Adventures, Teen Titans, now Teen Titans Go. Okay. She was in Rugrats, Powerpuff Girls, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Okay. Her very first role, I thought you would be interested in this, was at the age of 13, and she was the title role in Hello Kitty's Furry Tale Theater. <laughs> You know, gotta start somewhere. <laughs> That's a cute way to go. <laughs> and then the kid Peter was played by Stuart Stone, who I didn't really recognize a lot of stuff he did, except he was the voice of Ralphie on the Magic School bus. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a blast from the past. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I said, this is a very different version of the Nutcracker. In addition to being like bookended by this narrative device with the teacher telling the story. It's basically just completely made up. <laughs> There's a few things that are from either the book or the ballet, like the music actually. The whole score was Nutcracker themed. Like it wasn't exactly the music, but it was a lot of the music was incorporated into the score, which I liked. Yeah. But the plot revolves around these two baby bears named Hugs and Tugs who wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're looking for a Christmas ornament, and then the Care Bears get, like, an alert about this unhappy girl, so they have to go down to Earth, and they take this cloud car thing, and they crash, and it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're easy to make. <laughs> I don't know that that was supposed to be funny, but I found it funny. <laughs> I found it a bit ironic. So apparently this girl is so upset because her best friend has moved away, and then they have to talk about friendship and keeping in touch with her. But then they're interrupted when this black portal opens and the Nutcracker comes through, along with a bunch of rats who are chasing him. And then there's like this snowball fight with the rats, and then they <laughs> go back through the portal. And this Nutcracker has amnesia, but he's trying to remember where he's from, it's apparently Toyland, and the rats are working for this evil vizier who wants to destroy the land and Christmas. 
like none of this is in <laughs> the Nutcracker story. <laughs> like there are mice and a Nutcracker in the Nutcracker story, but that's about where the similarities end. That would explain why the vizier reminded me of Jafar from Aladdin. He was the uh, Jafar well, was the royal vizier. I suppose. But this predates Aladdin, so... It does, but it definitely reminded me of that. I guess I could see that. I wonder why a vizier was a thing that was, like, in the public consciousness. It's interesting. I do think that there were some things back in the 80s that had to do with the Aladdin stories or the Arabian Nights, and that was kind of romanced along with all of the medieval fairy tale like things then as well just that mm. take me away with the imagination sort of deal it could be you know that well, magical... Aladdin has been remade a bunch of times and I know there was at least one in the 80s mm-hmm. so maybe it was just something that whoever made this was thinking about sure. I don't know I don't know how much like I've actually never read the original story of Aladdin so I don't know how much an, an evil vizier plays into that Neither have I. Maybe that should be a thing. It probably will be, at least for me, because I probably will eventually get to Aladdin on every version ever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many stories that I want to do. Yeah. They eventually go back through this portal after the rats, and the baby bears get left behind along with the little kid, and they're mad, so they follow them and then stow away with them. You also have a few scenes in the middle of this where they kind of go back to the real world. And there's this one boy who I think he's supposed to be playing the Rat King in the story because he's wearing something similar to what the Rat King in the Care Bear story is wearing. Was he the one in the beginning that was in that big puppy suit? Yeah. And he was upset because he wanted more fights and more fun in, yes. in the play? Yeah. Sure. Anyways, this kid doesn't like all the cutesy Care Bear stuff. He keeps talking about how he's not into this story, even though he probably is. Then you get an explanation of what this vizier wants. There's apparently this powerful ring that the former prince of the land had, and he wants this ring, so he's captured the sugar plum fairy, who won't tell him where the ring is. And then you have the scene where the Rat King gets back and he's trying to explain what happened and why they don't have the Nutcracker. <laughs> the weirdest music playing while he's talking. <laughs> I love some of the random synthesizer music that they interjected throughout the Tchaikovsky numbers. <laughs> you could definitely tell it was the 80s. I love it. And with the Care Bears, they're, like, trying to make their way through Toyland, and they take this train, and you said it looks more like Candyland, but, like, in the book, it's the land of sweets. hmm So that's where that came from. They just decided to call it Toyland. I know in, I think in the ballet, there is multiple lands. Okay. There might have been a Toyland, so maybe they're combining some of those elements. But then they get attacked by a bunch of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, this is the only version of the Nutcracker that I've ever seen that has a herd of teddy bears fighting off a group of clowns hijacking their train. <laughs> <laughs> so then these clowns explain that the vizier and the rats have overthrown the prince and captured his castle. 
and the Sugar Plum Fairy has hidden the prince's magic ring. And I don't know, I don't think it's explained here, but the, the clowns, they're like making fun of the Nutcracker for not being able to defeat him. The, the Nutcracker is actually the prince. I don't know if that's explained here, but like the clowns are, like the whole point of this scene is to like teach children not to make fun of people. <laughs> yes, friends don't laugh at friends. Yeah. Was the lesson in that scene. The the uh, the clowns they're like yes they're hijacking the train but they're not evil <laughs> they just are trying to escape. So then the next day they keep going and the the clowns did the clowns join them or did they stay behind? I don't think they joined them. I think they left left the clowns back at the. Station I think they did too. Anyways, they get attacked by the rats who capture the little boy and hugs and tugs. And then you go back to the real world, and the little boy who's listening is now getting into the story when the babies are kidnapped. <laughs> now he likes the story. <laughs> now bad things are happening. It's fun now. Yay! <laughs> and then you've got a scene with the, the little kids in prison <laughs> crying. <laughs> and the one baby bear says, we'll never find a special Christmas ornament now. And then the little boy says, that's the least of our problems. <laughs> Some of this was, like, so dumb but so hilarious because the Rat King comes in and says, Din Din time, he's got a plate full of apple cores. Yep. (laughs) Isn't that just the most delicious thing you've ever seen? (laughs) And then I think he thinks that they're crying because they're afraid of the dark, so then he's making fun of them and telling them he loves the dark, so then they trick him to come into coming in and, like, hiding in the dark, and then they lock him in the prison. The Rat King is not very smart. That was way too easy. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) So the rest of the group ends up sneaking inside the castle, and they free the Sugar Plum Fairy, and they find this walnut ornament that contains the ring, but then the vizier grabs it. And then there's a lot in this thing that it's like, Things happen because the plot demands it. Because before you've had these Care Bears, they have this magical stomach power. I don't know what it is. They, they do the Care Bear stare, and then they like shoot flowers and rainbows out of their stomach or whatever. But at this point, instead of saying Care Bear stare and zapping him, they say Care Bear countdown. <laughs> and, I- <laughs> and giving him plenty of time to trap them. <laughs> I think it was because... You know, when they're wanting to do it all at the same time, then it's like saying, you know, when you're doing a race, counting down, and then you all do it at once. So they they needed to considerably shorten the countdown <laughs> yes. instead of giving them time to thwart their, <laughs> their fighting mechanisms. <laughs> yes. They get doused with, like, honey or something. It was taffy, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the one guy says, it's amazing what a little taffy can do. <laughs> so they're all trapped, and the vizier wants the nutcracker to open this walnut, but he refuses. So he starts turning all the bears and other care creatures into firewood. Yes. And they all get put in prison and are taken away one by one. And then only the girl is left, and he finally agrees to open it when they threaten her. And he says, 
You're the best friend I ever had. I couldn't stand to see you turn to wood like the Care Bears. <laughs> so he's just like sitting back watching all the Care Bears get turned into firewood and not doing anything. <laughs> I think we knew where his interests were. <laughs> Meanwhile, the little kids, the little boy Peter and Hugs and Hugs, they weren't with this other group, so they're still free in the castle. And they sneak into this throne room when the rats come back, because they let the Rat King out, and then he blames everything on his minion rats. And then they fall over and release the fairy by accident, and she gets the nut knocked away, and then the little kids grab it because they think it would be the perfect ornament. Yes, hugs and tugs. So then there's, like, a chase, and then they get recaptured. The nut ends up by the nutcracker who picks it up, and he's, like, finally going to open this thing. But before the vizier can get it, the fairy grabs it and puts it on his finger, which turns him back into the prince restores his memory, restores all the bears and other animals into flesh <laughs> from wood, whatever. <laughs> it broke the curse. Yes. And then they finally use their Care Bear stare to zap the rats and the vizier is defeated. And then I was thinking, like, if he could do all this with this ring, why didn't the fairy just get it to him in the first place instead of hiding it in a walnut? <laughs> Simply because it was at the top of the tree and you had to have a whole tower of care animals to get it. <laughs> That's what I say. A lot of things in this story just happened because the plot demanded it happen. Pretty much. <laughs> so, the adventure's over. They all have to leave. They have, like, a tearful goodbye. And the little baby bears get the walnut as their special ornament that they've been looking for this whole time. And then they go back through this porthole, but they call it the mouse hole, which they never called it that before. I thought that was kind of weird. And Actually, then, I thought they had at least one other time. Maybe they did. I, it, it was like it was the weirdest portal. It was just like a black hole of nothingness. And it also wasn't instantaneous, because the first group went through... And then they've been in the land for a while, and the the little kids followed them later, but not that much later. And then it was, like, much later and in a different place when they came out. <laughs> <laughs> Again, things just happened because the plot demanded it. Sometimes I think too hard about these things. <laughs> How did that really factor in, into that timeline? And, yes. And into that story scene? But yeah, they go back through this thing, and then the little girl, Anna, wakes up, and she's just in the real world, and she just assumes it was all a dream. But then they're visited by the new neighbor, Alan Prince, who looks exactly like the Nutcracker Prince, and he brings her a present of a Nutcracker. And then you're back to the story with that the teacher is telling them, and the kids want to know what happened to Anna after that. But then, apparently, the grown-up Prince arrives, Alan Prince, and apparently he and the teacher were the two kids in the story. Yes. I and kind then, of figured that from the beginning, actually, when she started to tell the story. <laughs> and the little girl had the same color of hair and eyes that she did. <laughs> this is another thing where I think way too hard about things. Because <laughs> in the story of the little girl, like, you see, like, her bedroom and everything. They're, like, clearly in the 80s. <laughs> very 
show. I mean, I thought of that, too. It's like, okay, here she is all grown up. She looks just like the 80s. And then they go back to when she was a little girl. Looks just like the 80s. <laughs> it's a magical land where it's always the 80s. <laughs> Sweet. Shana's dreamland. <laughs> But that's basically where it ends, except when they're leaving, the kids are, like, starting to rehearse their play, and you see that the Care Bears are watching them. So, it wasn't a dream after all. The end. <laughs> so, I take it you liked this. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it again. Well, we can watch another one. <laughs> I've actually, the, the Wonderland one, I've been saving to watch with you since 2017. <laughs> like, I knew about the Care Bears Alice in Wonderland version, and that was back when we had done a few cartoons, and mm -hmm. then, I think we've mentioned before, you got busy after that. <laughs> yes. A little distracted. Yes, getting married. So, I've just been saving the Care Bears Wonderland, and then I found the Nutcracker one a month or two ago, and I was like, okay, we should do the Nutcracker if I'm going to be doing all these Nutcracker versions. <laughs> so, maybe we'll have to do the Alice in Wonderland one as well. Sounds good. Okay, well, until next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well, and if you want more content from us, check out one of the other podcasts in the iHeartMovies podcast network, or check out my brand new Patreon. My link tree, as well as any other relevant links, will be in the description. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.